0: everybody and welcome back to Chainsaws and Claws, a killer monster podcast. I'm Rob the Cinema Drunkie. I'm Patrick Vicious. And today we got uh, another uh, awesome double for you today of uh, slasher monster goodness.
1: (laughs) Arguably awesome, arguably. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Oh yeah,
0: we'll we'll get it. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. (laughs) Um, But if you're hearing my voice first, that means I have first pick and I'm going with 1980s prom night um a part of the uh Jamie Lee Curtis plus old dude horror collection okay cuz i cuz I, I realized that um i forgot which which horror, i think no it was i was rewatching terror train um because i recently rewatched the remake and um i was just like yeah let me get uh this nasty taste out of my mouth by watching the original and shit which I basically watched the fucking original when I watched... I was going to say,
1: it's the exact same... I, mean, I, I was like, I, I, I texted you, and I'm just like, what were you expecting from the Tubi exclusive remake of fucking Terror Train?
0: I didn't expect the same fucking movie. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. <laughs> it's the same fucking movie, just with minor, like, like minute fucking changes. But I have not th-
1: watched it, so I could not tell you. I'm just saying, I was just like, I... My it's, faith in a to be original in general is very low. It's the same fucking movie. The same. Yeah, I believe movie. you.
0: Um, they wait. Make one slightly major change. Uh, at the end, but uh, everything else is just completely the fucking same. Um, anyways, uh, I was watching the original Terror Train and I realized that all of like the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's uh horror uh output from that era, for, you know, from Halloween all the way to. What was her last one? Road Games? Probably. Uh, um, it's just her with an old dude. Um, I don't... I
1: mean, was Stacey Keach that old in Road Games? I don't think he was that old. He was a
0: lot older than her, we could fucking uh, say that. Fair enough. Um, of course, because you have Halloween and Halloween 2 with her and Donald Pleasance. Uh You have Terror Train with her and Ben Johnson. You have Road Games with her and Stacey Keach. I feel like he's not
1: that old. I just like that's like saying Tom Atkins. I don't think Tom Atkins was that old. I just he was he
0: was he was a lot older than her.
1: So okay, fine. He was still just like he was just a man. He was he was a man's man. He was an older man. Okay, you know, oh, fine. He was a man's man.
0: Right. The fog is another one, and then of yes, course yes, I know this... that's
1: why I was I was getting in front of it. Yes.
0: <laughs> right. And then this one, of course, has her and Leslie Nielsen. Um,
1: okay, this one I can't argue. That's Leslie Nielsen is well, just a much older man. I can't. I can't. Argue. I mean, he, maybe he wasn't. I don't know if he was prematurely gray. Like Steve Martin's been gray my entire life. I I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. I I don't remember a time when Steve Martin wasn't gray.
1: I don't think the time exists.
0: Right. It's like it's like when we fucking talk about Morgan Freeman. Like I don't remember a time when Morgan Freeman was young. He has always been old. Um, and it's the same thing with fucking Steve Martin. The same thing with Leslie Nielsen. I just well, there is Forbidden Planet. Um, but wasn't Forbidden Planet black and white? Yes, so it, it can't I really believe. tell.
1: <laughs> it's been a long
0: time, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it's it, it has been a while, but yes, um, I wanted to talk prom night, uh, because uh, I am, I feel like uh, this this is gonna be one like because we have for mo like I would say all of our episodes so far we've been pretty much on the same page at every movie, um. This one's gonna be the first one where we're we're
1: not not on the same page. We're kind of on the same page we were when we did My Bloody Valentine, where I'm like, this is fine. Like I, I enjoy Perfect. it. Like I, I'm not like I, I'm not like I don't hate it. Like I'm not, I'm not like fuck this movie. It's just like where I was like when I was a kid and I first saw Problem Night. I fucking loved Problem Night. Problem Night was fucking rad. I watch Problem Night now, and I'm just like, huh. So they kind of didn't really know how to do a slasher at that point, did they? All right, that's fine. It's not. It's not. It's not the scariest film I've ever seen. I, I okay. think I...
0: I think at that point, nobody really knew how to do a slasher. Everybody exactly. was just, everybody saw Halloween was like, let's do the same thing, you know, but just but different. But without the
1: same level of skill as John Carpenter. So it's like, and then some people figured out, hey, I don't have that level of skill. And this was later. Um, so I'll make it gory as fuck to compensate, which is genius. Like Sean S. Cunningham, like Friday the 13th. It's definitely not as good a movie fucking as fucking Halloween, but it's rad because it's gory as fuck. So it's like, hey, you you solved the problem. Good for you, buddy. They didn't really that is, have that. This
0: that is true. I, I, you know that that is. I would say like I you know obviously we love the slasher genre because why the fuck are we doing the show if we didn't? Um, I feel like that's mainly the problem with the slasher genre on the whole. Like especially after Halloween came out, is that everybody's like, let's do that, but like they took all the wrong lessons from Halloween. Was just like, yeah, we just get a guy in a mask who's just going around killing teenagers. And it's like, no, there was a lot more to the original Halloween than that, you know? Because Carpenter is, is a very skilled filmmaker. That's why he's one of the greats. And the directors that came out in his wake to copy him, or decidedly less so, <laughs> um, especially Sean Cunningham, which uh, I would get into when we eventually talk the original Friday the 13th. But um I... really do like this one i mean i have considerable problems with it but i really do like prom night i remember uh i think it was on joe bob the first time i watched it um i think he showed did i think the first two uh this one i definitely
1: saw the second one on joe bob because they did that um last drive-in they did that as a finale of the first season i'd never seen the sequels and I was just like, I had no idea there was no connection whatsoever to the first one. And I was just like, this movie is amazing. This is nothing at all like the fucking first prom night, but this movie is fucking amazing.
0: I am the opposite of that opinion, sir.
1: Oh, I know we've had the, we've had this conversation. We've had we've 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 had we've touched on this. Did we? Like in life, not on the show.
0: No, I know. I uh uh not on the show, but um, I don't recall. Uh, well, you know, I don't recall a lot of shit, so. <laughs> But, um, yeah, like, I remember uh, watching this and Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2 back to back. And I loved Prom Night when I saw it. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. And then, l- like you, I didn't realize it, it was not connected to the first one. And it was just its own thing. And I'm just like, the fuck is this shit? And I hated it. And I've never watched three or four afterwards. And I'm just like, I, I-, I-, I don't intend to because I don't care. Um, I have
1: never seen them. I could not speak to them.
0: Yeah, I, I, am just like, yeah, I don't, I don't have to watch these. You know, what I'm saying because prom night was a lot better in my opinion. Um, I like, I, I like it. I like, I like prom night a lot because I'm not
1: against it. I'm just like, I'm not shitting on it.
0: No, no, no. I like it because like it's, it's, it's like Halloween meets Saturday Night Fever.
1: Oh, it's very much that. <laughs> it,
0: it is, it is very disco.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, like there was. Whole section of where they're just fucking doing Saturday Night Fever. Just straight up doing Saturday Night Fever. They got the fucking, they even copy the fucking, the spin around shit. Like, the the point of view spinning around shit. And it's like, wow, like, y'all were really into disco when when y'all were making this one. Dude, well,
1: yeah. I, it was also I think it was just exploitation films being like, "Hey, what's popular? Like, slasher films are popular. Disco is popular. Saturday Night is the the way we do disco in film. Let's do that." And it just like, "Yeah, you you did that. I wouldn't say successfully, but you did it. So good for you. That's fine."
0: But was disco really popular by that by by this time?
1: Like, I cause... really hope not, but I don't know. I was not alive, so I could not say.
0: Because I, I do remember, but like I would say, like, 79 people were like, disco is dead.
1: I would uh, hope so. It still exists today, though. Like, there's, there's still fucking, like, I have friends who, like, put on Bee Gees records, and I hate them for it, but it still exists. They won't die.
0: Wait, wait, wait. You don't like the Bee Gees? Mm-mm. Damn, dude.
1: Okay, Rob, you know the bedrock of me as a human being is a punk rock dude. Punk rock was literally a fucking reaction to disco, so therefore, that's like literally you're being like to Superman. Like, you don't like Kryptonite? That's fucking weird, dude. Like, no, <laughs> it's not. It's not weird at all.
0: No, no, no. I fuck with the Bee Gees. Um, I
1: do not. <laughs>
0: nah, it's, uh, I, I fuck with the Bee Gees. Heavy, um, especially their 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 Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Um... But yeah, this is this is straight Halloween meets Saturday Night Fever, like straight up and down. Oh, yeah. um, also, like we mentioned, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in this film. Uh, it's, it's worth noting out, uh, worth noting that uh, she feels this one closely represents the kind of person she was in reality, as opposed to Laurie in Halloween, because she said that she was she was just could not be more opposite from Lori, you know, like, you know, the meekish virgin, uh, she said, she admitted that she was more like Annie and Linda in Halloween, and, uh, like, this, this one in particular, like, you know, she feels like this, the character of Kim in here is the closest to who she was, uh, as a person in reality, uh, also, uh, I should note that she also fucked over Eve Plum on this movie. Because Eve Plum was up for the role of Kim, the character that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis ended up playing, and she very nearly got it. But then Jamie came in and said, Oh, um, I think I could make this work. And everybody was like, Fuck you. Fuck you, Jan. <laughs> um, we're going to get Jamie. Fair, <laughs>
1: though. To be fair, I have to say, like, there is a lot about this movie that I'm like, Eh, on. Jamie Lee Curtis is not. One of those things. Like pretty much the, the thing that I would mainly point to that makes the movie work at all is Jimmy Lee Curtis. So like I feel like if you did this movie with Jan, it would have just been fucking forgotten. Like it's just like and I don't mean that like to whatever, but I'm just like I feel like the reason that it's had the legs it has where it still is kind of like a minor horror classic is because it's part of that like it's just like terror train, which is like and I and I like Terror Train, don't get me wrong. But like I feel like those movies are massively elevated by having Jimmy the Curtis in them. Whereas if you took Jimmy the Curtis out of them, I don't know if they would have the same, like, I don't know if you'd say cultural impact. I don't know if normal people care about Terror Train or Prom Night, but um, I don't know that they would have the same, like, residence, like, decades later. Because I feel like that's the thing is, like, the one thing with this movie, actually, the two things about this movie that I consistently remember when I think about it are. Jeannie Curtis and Leslie Nielsen. That's most of the time it's all I remember. Like whenever I think about this movie, I think of that. I think of like those two. Like I have like flashes and images of like them. That's it. Like that's all that I really retain. <laughs> and so that's what I'm saying. Like, if you took her out of this equation, I'm like, I don't know if this works. <laughs> like, I feel like this falls apart.
0: Uh, I, I feel, I feel, I feel. Like, yeah. Um, I've, I feel like especially with Terror Train, I feel like that one's more promptly remembered due to the uh, inclusion of Jamie Lee Curtis. This one. Yeah. The half of it is, you know, people just remembering that Jamie Lee Curtis was in it. And of course, you know, it has that part of the, the her horror collection, but also, uh, I feel like it's a lot better remembered due to the fact that it's obviously what had a big impact on Kevin Williamson.
1: Uh,
0: because, uh, The the fact that he mentions it numerous times on uh Scream. Uh he has Randy mention it twice.
1: Which is part of what sold me on it when I was younger. Because they're just like, Well, if Scream's talking about it, clearly it's amazing. And then like I watched it and I'm like, this was amazing. And then I watched it like a few years later when I was like older. I'm like, this isn't amazing at all. This is just like they 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 swindled me. Like they like they made me believe it was awesome, and my brain was just like, Yes, this is totally awesome. Then I watched it again, I'm like no, further away from like my like that that part of my brain is not as good. So like I was like, and like, I don't dislike it again. It's just like, I. It's just like again. Like when I first saw Terror Trade, I was like, because it was because of Scream. It was just like it's like, oh my god! I didn't even see this movie because I talked about it in Scream, and I watched. It, I'm like, this is amazing, and I was really excited about everything that was had to do with Scream. And then it was like watching it again. I'm like, it's it's good. Like it's just it's like But it's like it's not like what it was. Where it was like it blew my fucking brains out.
0: Nah, no, I feel I feel, nah. No, um yeah like like i like i said i i i have problems with it which which i'm gonna get into but uh i i i very much like it on a whole like you know because it's 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 you know one of them free willing kind of uh slasher movies like it doesn't necessarily take itself incredibly seriously like it the moments where it 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 has to it does but like it's it's also real fun uh particularly uh my dude uh who, uh, the fucking dweeb, like nerd, but like he's super cool with his van.
1: Yes, uh, I know you know. That's, that's the, actually that's, the, that's that's actually I'm not gonna lie. That's the third thing I think of is that guy. But like that thing is like the, that's my main problem with this movie is like, literally, it is a bunch of similar looking white people, and then you have Jamie Lee Curtis, that guy whose name I don't know, and Leslie Nielsen. Everyone else is just similar-looking white people, which is why I can't follow the plot. Because like when it gets to the end, they do the big reveal, but I don't know who that is. Like it's just one white guy. I don't know which white guy this is. What? How does this relate to the? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, like the, the dead dead dude is awesome. Also, like I I uh, it, it it um sticks out for me more because it also has a uh, a very early appearance from Jeff Wincott. Um. One of uh he he plays the, the the asshole boyfriend to the girl, like who who's trying to get her like to 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 put out, and and in the what was it the locker room and she won't so he ditches her and then she gets murdered and then he just moves on to a next girl, <laughs> um yeah because uh this is uh also a Canadian production, yes uh which Jeff Wincott is Canadian so that's how he ended up in the cast I did not know
1: that and also yeah. I should actually note okay bunch of white Canadian people. Let's be honest, the blandest of human beings, white Canadian people. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I'm just saying, I'm just saying.
0: No, no, it, 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 it's it's. I love Degrassi.
1: I love Degrassis very, very much. I'm still saying white Canadian people are the blandest people. That's all I'm saying. But they're so nice. I grew up very close to the border. I'm, I'm not saying they're not nice people. I'm just saying very bland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the way they say house.
1: The house, house. I think um, they say they say bury uh, would they like they, they, they? That's how that's always how I know. I like said Canadian when they say things weird because it's not like Kevin Smith they say a boot, they don't say a boot, they never say a boot. They do say like they say about in a way that I can't say because I'm not Canadian, but like they do say burry instead of berry, which is weird to me, and I love it.
0: Yeah, they say they say uh, that um, how, house instead of house. Uh, process instead of process. Uh, It's the cutest fucking thing. It's the cutest fucking thing.
1: It's like a weird thing where it's like they, like, they adopted some of the British ways to say things, but then they said them wrong with the American way and then it's like, it just kind of got stuck that way forever.
0: Right. Uh, Most definitely. But, uh, what I was saying about Kevin Williamson was that because we do know that Halloween was a major influence on him when he wrote Scream. Of course, yeah. Um, But... Like, I don't recall. Has he ever stated how much prom night was an influence on him? Because I feel like prom night was a That's major influence. That's my knowledge. Imp- yeah. Because prom night was a major influence on him. Like I said, it's mentioned uh a couple of times in Scream. And then uh he like you know, God bless Kevin Williamson, but uh he he does basically do prom night in I Know What You Did Last Summer.
1: How dare you sir? How how goddamn dare you? All
0: right, like we will save that discussion for when we eventually do I know what you did last summer but there was a lot of prom night and I know what you did last summer including one major sequence which is like this is this is just prom night you do in here dude. Like you you like you obviously love prom night. Like just, just, just come out and say it. We know you how much you love Halloween, but you obviously love prom night just as much. Just come out and say it, because you're basically doing prom night here. What's <laughs> uh, I uh, like, all right. So I might as well get into it. Like, as much as I, I, I really do like the movie, and I stated it a lot. Like, the problem I, I have with it is a problem I have with a lot of slashers is that uh, there aside from Jamie Lee Curtis there's no real sympathetic people in here. So there's no tension, you know, cause, cause with slash movie. Like what, the one way you create tension is like, you, you have to have us as an audience resonate with the characters who are again, eventually going to become the targets. You know, that's how you create tension because you create sympathy. Like, you know, cause we don't want them to die. Um, I, aside from Jamie Lee Curtis, I don't give a shit about if anybody else dies in this motherfucker. <laughs> there's, quite, there's quite a few characters you want to see die, and, and that's the problem because there's no tension. Like, there's a major uh, chase sequence with uh, Pamela Shupo, who's um, billed as uh, Eddie Benton in this film. And she is... her character is such a major bitch in this film... So it's like when like they have that major... Which is basically the centerpiece sequence of the film is this major chasing uh, with her and the killer throughout the school, you know, and she's running away. And it's like, it would be in a more incredible sequence if we didn't want to see her die. And it's like, you're kind of prolonging that. Like, why, I don't want to see her get away. I want to see her get fucked up really bad because she's been such a fucking cunt throughout the entirety of the movie. You know, especially the fact that uh, she keeps trying to steal uh, Jamie Lee Curtis' boyfriend, who is uh, another fucking asshole. Uh, we should get into it. Like, the plot of the movie is that, uh, in the beginning, it's a, we, we see this early sequence with a bunch of kids who are playing uh, the killer game. Uh, essentially, they're playing bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, but, like, little kid version. And a little girl... Actually,
1: Uh, I was going to say, like, even goes similarly to Bodies, 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 but go
0: ahead. Yeah, yeah. And a little girl wants to play along, but they don't want her to play with them, and they bully her into falling out the window where she dies, and they're like, we got to keep this a secret. You know, we're going to go to jail. I mean, it's very clearly an accident, but, you know, they just have it in their mind that they're going to go to jail if they report it, so... They say nothing and the little girl is uh killed and uh somebody witnesses, but we don't see who. And six years later, uh those kids who are now teenagers are getting ready for prom night and they start getting uh obscene phone calls saying you're gonna die and all this kind of shit. And then you know, prom you know, the night of the prom happens and they're all getting ready and then they start getting fucking killed off. Um we 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 the the cast of teens that we follow are the grown-up versions of the of those kids. And we've already seen them be little shits to this girl. Like and, and that's a harrowing sequence because like the, the, the girl that plays uh who we, we'll find out is the she was the younger sister of Jim Lee Curtis, this character. Uh and uh the the twin sister of her brother. Uh and that girl really plays that terrified very well like you know where they fucking like kill kill we're going to kill you kill and like she's so scared and we feel so much sympathy for her so when she falls out the window and she falls in the glass she's dead like we're, we're just like kind of like well I, I know I am I'm just like oh that's fucked up you know what I'm saying
1: Because well, yes, so it's a child dying <laughs> Like right. a, yes.
0: no but it, I, it's even made more fucked up because the, the, the that girl plays terrified so well you know, like, you know, please leave me no, like, you know, and then she backs out the window and she falls and she dies. So it's like already, like when we see these characters grown up, like, I want you to die. I want you to die, you to die. you to die, I want you to die, and I want you to die. Um, and one of them is a boy who ends up being coming the boyfriend of Jamie Lee Curtis's character. And like he I guess they they try to find a way to make him more the most sympathetic because he's the one who is just, like, the most distraught over it. Like, he even wants to tell her, like, hey, you know, I I was involved with the murder of your sister, you know, and I'm very, very sorry. Like, he, he's conflicted, he's guilted. You know, he doesn't get a chance to do it. But it's like, still, that doesn't work, because I hate you, because you, you killed this girl, so fuck you. Uh, and that always bothered me, the fact that he ends up surviving. Uh, We're going to spoil this whole fucking movie, by the way.
1: Um, yes, I mean, I when you could spoil a 42 year old film <laughs> like,
0: right, like 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 yeah like that's why I, I don't do the like we did it for Halloween end because that was the most recent thing but like yeah. I don't give a shit about spoilers because it's like if you haven't seen these movies yet and you're listening to us talk about them, what the fuck is wrong with you, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know? it's not
1: better like I mean I don't know that knowing like what happens in prom night is going to diminish or enrich your enjoyment. I think that you're just going to like, I feel like, uh, whatever, uh, our conversation as it has been already already more entertaining than prom night. I'm just saying, I'm just (laughs) throwing it out there.
0: (laughs) Also, like, honestly, I mean, maybe it's easy for me because it's all in hindsight, but I feel like it's kind of fucking obvious who the killer is anyway. Like, I
1: still don't understand! Like Again, like I, again, it's a bunch of white Canadian people. I don't know who the fuck is who. I genuinely did, like, when they made the big reveal, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Like, I was like, I don't know what's happening.
0: Right. Um. It, it is revealed at the very end that it's the brother. Because uh, he was there uh, when... Uh, she get the where the sister got killed and he saw it happen. Um, I mean, and that's kind of fucking obvious anyway because uh when the girl, the sister sees them playing the game, he's like, I want to play too, and he's right there and he's like, come on, forget it. they don't want us to play anyway. come on and then he leaves. And then it's like, but he was just right there. so it's like obviously, you know what I'm saying he's he's the one in close proximity, so he's gonna be the one to witness it. and like he's the one who comes back and like, murders everybody
1: you don't necessarily know that it's a like it could be like fucking because i genuinely didn't remember who the killer was i was like is leslie Nielsen the killer i don't remember like i was just like i don't i don't remember because like they don't it's like you they don't really tip their hand with that guy in that suit it's not like it's like a very obvious like teen like it's just like it's just like it's a, it's a dude in a fucking like ski mask and black he basically dresses like me Except for with a fucking ski mask. Which, let's be honest, is not above me. So, like...
0: No, I feel that. I feel that. But, like, they, they, they kind of do with the fact that... Uh, because there is a fight scene with him uh, and the, the fucking asshole in the lunchroom. Where the asshole fucking comes up behind uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. While she's waiting on line to, to, to get her, her lunch. And he starts fucking with her. And then the brother... Comes up and just beats the shit out of him and his friends, so it's like obviously he's durable enough and shit. So it's like when we see him fucking everybody up, it's like it makes sense, you know what I'm saying? When, when we revealed he's the killer, but it's like I felt like, I mean, it's obvious from the start that he is and shit. Like they try to like, oh, there's this guy who fucking uh 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 like fucking killer or something. I think he's the girl who murdered the girl, even though we know he's not the one who did it. So, it's like, what sense does that make to have the cops and, like, authorities suspecting it's some guy that we know who was not the fucking guy who did it? So, why would he have any reason to be out there killing these kids? Because how the fuck did he know this girl anyway? You know and I'm saying? So, like, why would he feel the way to just come out and just murder kids? And why the fuck would he wait six years later to, to do it? it, it like... I don't know, like, that's that's another problem with slash movies and shit. If you were like, looking
1: for me to argue with you at any point during this, I feel like you've come to the wrong man. <laughs> no, no,
0: no, no not, not at all, not at all. Like, I, I, my point was that this is not a, a problem that's just contained within Prom Night. I feel like it's a problem that's contained within a lot of slasher movies, especially around this era, where it's just like, they try to do a mystery thing, but it's like, oh, the killer, and, like, what are the reasons? And they, they continuously, it's just like, this mystery makes no fucking sense.
1: I'm telling Uh, you, I still don't understand.
0: (laughs) And, like, see, like, this one's the easiest one to understand because it's easy to, like, okay, we know why the fuck. They all look
1: exactly the same. They all look exactly the goddamn same, Rahab. I don't know which one is which. I know Jeannie the Curtis is Jeannie the Curtis. Beyond that, I have no fucking idea who these people are. And Leslie Nielsen.
0: Yeah, I feel that.
1: And fan guy. Because Van Guy's interesting look, like the rest of them, all look exactly the same, men Van... and women, they all just look like white Canadians.
0: Van Guy is awesome. I like Van. They're Van like GC
1: Penny ads brought to life.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> word, word. Yeah, but um, that, like, that is my major problem with the movie, though. Uh, other than that. I like Prom Night a lot. Uh, I, I feel like it has like. I mean, obviously the phone call. Sh- I mean, you can't even say the phone call shit. Let me take that back, because the phone call shit was done a lot better in the original Black Christmas. Uh. So so it's like it's not like even like that's original. Um. But like, it, it's weird that that's why I want to bring up Kevin Williamson because it's weird. It's like, you could say like the the phone call shit. Where there's that and uh, the original When a Stranger Calls. Uh, with with the, the, the killer calling the, the helpless victim and terrorizing them over the phone and all that shit. But I feel like Kevin Williamson was probably more inspired by Prom Night, which is weird. I'm like, I, I like Prom Night a lot but it's like it's it's obvious he's greatly inspired by Prom Night so why the fuck wouldn't he just point that out? It's like, I see it dude. I see, I see Prom Night all over your shit. Like, why the fuck are you sitting there ignoring like prom night hasn't influenced you greatly? I just, it's I just
1: conscious it's a subconscious influence. Wait,
0: oh, you think he's doing it without realizing he's doing it?
1: No, I mean, he probably does, but like, I'm just saying that would be the only other argument I could make.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it can be subconscious because he, like, like, like we said in Scream, he outright mentions prom night. Like, there, there's the two times he mentions it. And well, Randy mentions it in the video store. Uh, it's prom night revisited, man. You know, the the cops—if they watch prom night—they'd save time. And it's like, um, no, they really wouldn't, Randy, because this situation is nothing like prom night. It's like almost like the opposite of prom night. Um,
1: yes, they're all—they're although... all, they're all white people with personalities. So yes, that is in fact <laughs> the opposite of prom night. <laughs> <laughs> They're memorable characters that are white people. So yes, no, it's the opposite of prom night in very, very, in very specific ways. Yes.
0: Wait, I, I, feel, I feel like though that uh, so your problems with prom night is just the problems with the slasher movies in general. No, no, um, no, no, no. A, lo- no, a lot of no, no, no. a lot of these a lot of these characters are, uh, in slasher movies are fucking boring and just slasher no, fodder.
1: No, no, my problem with prom night is actually the thing you kind of alluded to. You just managed to articulate better than I could um is that it is fucking like it's okay i'm not going to go as far as to say boring but like it's fucking just not you the, the, when you said that like, there is no tension that's fucking legit like at no point even in like the biggest horror set pieces did i feel anything like it was never like, there's never a point where i'm like invested It's, like, even in things where the characters are terrible, like, if you have a director who's, like, knows how to, like, stage, like, kills and stuff, it still works. Even though I don't give a fuck about the characters and I can't name them in many, many slasher movies, like, because they're staged well enough, I can still engage and enjoy. Like, even, for example, we mentioned Terror Train which I would not say is a great movie, but, like, it's enough. And again, like, the characters aren't, like, way better, but, like, it's enough of an improvement to me that I'm, like, I, I have a more... I have more fondness for it. Whereas, like, I'm not saying it's better or worse, I don't think it's a thing, but my thing with Problem problem like, is that's the thing, is, like, I don't dislike the movie at all, but I was, like, there's nothing to, like... Unless you like disco, there's nothing to really, like, hook you. Because it's just, like, the killer's, like, outfit is not particularly inspired. The killer's, like, doesn't have a weapon that is particularly, at any point in the movie, like, that impressive. Like, it's just, everything about the movie is just, like, I'm not saying I dislike it, like, I don't think it's terrible. And I'm sure it's probably better than the remake, because I've never heard anything... Pause about the remake and I've never watched it but like it's just there's like nothing that makes it stand out in any way shape or form other than weirdly as much as I don't like it the fucking uh disco dancing sequence because that's memorable like you didn't get that in anything else really so like that my brain can like keep whereas most of it is like as you said like the biggest fucking horror set piece in the movie i was i did not feel anything like not even like waiting for her to, like not even like wanting her to die i just was like all right this, this is this is we're we gonna do something here or he's gonna i don't know what's happening Like this is like you're spending a lot of time to get to a place that we both know we're getting like it's just like and you're not really doing a good job making me excited one way or another like and even when you actually do it it's just like and that was it, I guess. All right, let's move on to the next thing. Like, it's my thing. It's like, I don't dislike it. It's just like, the, the, Like you nailed it. We're the, the lack of tension. We're just like, I just, I wish that like, it didn't have, like, because I, I know that, okay. Like what Carpenter did with Halloween was very much taking kind of a Hitchcockian like influence, if you will. Uh, and applying that to an exploitation film, and that's how you end up with Halloween. It's like you took somebody who took like what would now be called elevated horror. Like Psycho would probably be called elevated horror now, uh, which is so stupid. Um, yeah. But like you take this and you combine it with like what is seen as, and kind of what, if we're being honest, kind of was the bottom of the barrel exploitation horror movie. You've accidentally created this thing that is perfect. Like it is like this. It is this perfect organism. It's like the it's fucking alien alien. The xenomorphic alien. It's is the perfect organism. And then it's like. When other people tried to do it. It was with different levels of mixed success. Because it was like. This was as we point out. It was pretty soon after Halloween. And there's this. If you look at like. We're going to go through them. A lot of them through the course of this. But, like, if you look at, like, the way horror was, especially the way slashers were, um, there was this weird, like, kind of almost timeline to it where it's, like, after Halloween, when everybody was trying to figure it out, um, basically they were all trying to figure out how to do what they did. And some people were smart, realized they couldn't, and did something different. And some people kind of did it and did it, unsuccessfully which I would argue this is an example of um but um and then at a certain point like in the, the mid-80s it was like they had kind of hit the sweet spot where they figured out exactly what it was it was just like and, it, like and that's why there was like a lot of those are also kind of samey because like once they kind of hit that sweet spot it's very much like okay so we're just going to keep doing it's like the fucking like torture port where it all kind of came became the same movie where it's like, we figured out how to do this now, so we're just going to keep making this over and over again until it stops making money. And then you do it so much that it ends up creating things like Scream because once you've done it the same way so many times, it becomes very clear, like specific patterns of how you got there. Like it's like that when you break it down, it becomes very obvious how you created this. As I'm saying, but like the thing that's actually I do think is interesting about Prom Night um, that I will say is, as I said, like, it's interesting to watch movies like this now because you're watching it kind of in not in real time, because obviously we're stepping back from it. But um you're watching them kind of flailing, trying to figure out how to recreate this thing that they wanted to recreate and what they wanted to turn into an industry, which they eventually did. Like, cause for a period, it was like fucking, I mean, that's why we love them. It's because we grew up when they were just fucking churning them the fuck out. Like, yeah. and it's like, and they were everything, but like, this is before they knew how to do it. So it's like, it's interesting. So I think like for me now, it's like, I kind of am more interested in it than I am. <laughs> I don't mean this is not mean, Um, that entertained by it. Like because it's like I just think it's interesting to look at and be like, so you watched Halloween, and this was how you thought you did this. <laughs> I am confused <laughs> how you got there from there. Like he's like, where where did you where did you go wrong? Like I don't I don't I don't see where you went wrong. Like it's just like you you just you had a blueprint and you were like, okay, so I'm gonna build this house, and you just built you built kind of like. A fucking kind of a doghouse out of an actual house. I'm like, all right, that's not what it was they were doing, but okay, that's fine. Um, you, you missed that fucking target, but okay, that's fine. Let's let's try the next one. Um, so it's like it's cool to me now, because as I said, like I used to really like it when I was younger, I really liked it. Um I bought it um when I was like like in my teens, uh because as we said, like of Scream, and I was just like, fuck yeah. And then like um and I watched it, I liked it. And another thing is, like, watching it now, I more kind of admire it just by virtue of the fact that, like, it's cool to look at. Because this is also the same year that Friday the 13th came out. Right. Which was kind of, I would argue, it's kind of like the movie that first figured out how to, like, not how to do it necessarily, but, like, how to do it if you don't have that level of skill like John Carpenter. Where it's just, like, just throw fucking blood at this. Which is... it's successful, like, it's, like, that's that's why it's made a kajillion dollars, because it was just, like, people were like, fuck yeah, you didn't give us this, but you gave us a shit ton of blood and gore that looks amazing, so, like, fuck yeah, I'm into it, and, like, this movie, that's kind of what bumps me out about it, is, like, it, because, like, the original Halloween didn't need blood and gore, it didn't need, really, nudity, it just kind of it was so fucking good. It was so perfect at what it was that it didn't really need any bells and whistles. Cause it was just so fucking, it was just such a perfect fucking thing. Right. And then this is like, <laughs> there's not really going to be any blood and gore. There's not really going to be any nudity. I'm just like, okay, but give me something then. give me literally anything. You're giving me goddamn nothing except for white goddamn Canadian people that I can't tell the difference between what the fuck is happening except for Jimmy Lee Curtis and Van Guy and Leslie Nielsen. That's literally all this movie has going for it that I understand.
0: <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm fully in agreement with, with you on that. Um, this like, is what I was saying. People saw Halloween and they saw the success and it was like, we want to do that. We, we want to make all the fucking money that uh, John Carpenter and company made on that without realizing that they made that because John Carpenter is an incredible fucking director and he knows how to generate suspense and, like, he is a student of the game so he knows exactly what to do and you fucking guys don't, (laughs) you know? Like, like, Sean Cunningham
1: and, uh, like, it's like... Okay, actually, just one second. I feel like the other big influences movie that they, again, they don't get is also De Palma, so, it's also very much trying to, like, uh, in addition to uh, prom night and Halloween, I feel like it's also on some level trying to ape Carrie, and it still doesn't, it just doesn't get there. But go
0: ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I give you that. I give you that. But, like, you know, with, with, with Carrie, you know what I'm saying? The, the differences you want. Well, like, it, it, like, yeah, with Carrie, it's the story of the bully girl who, you know what I'm saying? Who, you want to see the bullies get their comeuppance and that's the same problem and that's the main problem here is that you want to see them get their comeuppance but it's it's also supposed to you know i guess be wrong and it was like oh they're killing these kids It's like yeah but we want to see them fucking die so why the fuck do we give a shit why should we give a shit you know that they're getting killed you know we should be fucking cheering and they should be dying horribly and it's just like yeah like there is no gore because at that time it was like I, I want to say this was made before Friday the 13th.
1: Oh, it was. Well, I, I would guess. It, I mean, it was the same year, but I would guess yeah. it was before.
0: It, yeah. Like, you know, obviously they probably didn't know what the fuck Cunningham was doing with uh, Friday the 13th. So it's like, yeah, we're just going to copy uh, Halloween and we're going to make a shitload of money. And then Cunningham, like 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 I said, I, I don't think Cunningham is a good director. But he did have the foresight to was like, Maybe he realized, I'm not as good as director as J- uh, John Carpenter, because holy shit, you are not, dude. <laughs> um And I'm not as good as director as my buddy Wes Craven, and absolutely fucking you <laughs> are not. Um So what the fuck can I do to, to make me stand out from them? I'll hire Tom Savini, <laughs> which, you know, like, was the the... Uh, you know the proof in the pudding and shit. That yeah. oh yeah, that
1: was that was the secret sauce. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was,
0: yeah yeah that that was right there. It's, hire Tom Savini to do these fucking murders, and then like it it was like the slasher genre could literally be categorized as before Halloween and after Halloween, but also before Friday the Thirteenth and after Friday the Thirteenth. Because after Friday the Thirteenth, that's when everybody was like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, it's like like like, like Halloween is kind of where it was born, and then like Friday the Thirteenth kind of where it hit puberty.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday the Thirteenth is where everybody realized, oh, like you know, now you know we got the the, you know the secret sauce on this. Now we know exactly what to do if we want to make buku money. Like you know, cast uh, annoying annoying white teens and kill them horribly with just you know really extravagant makeup effects. And, and like, yeah, we're just going to make a shitload of money here, you know? And for, for for you know, I would say however long a time, especially 1981, because 1981 was, like, really just the golden age right there, uh, everybody figured, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we'll just cast some, like, what did Cunningham say? Like, when he cast Friday the 13th, it was like, I wanted to cast kids, you, was, you were probably seeing a Pepsi commercial. And just brutally murder them. And, like, you know, it, it was off to the races from there. And, like, Prom Night and, like, Terror Train uh, exists in that time where it was just, like, after Halloween but before Friday the 13th where it's just, like, you know, we're just trying to figure our shit out. Like, what is it we're doing here? And it's, like, yeah, like, you know, we're, we're just going to do what John Carpenter did. And, you know, just with considerably less skill. You yes, know? exactly. And and I mean, I I don't think this is. I, I, I'm not saying you said that, you know. what I'm saying, but I I don't think this is like really like a, a terribly made movie. I think this is
1: no. Oh. I don't think no. I mean, I, I I I don't think it's incompetently made. I'm just saying I feel like you saw. It's like okay. It's like um Goldblum and Jurassic Park where he's like you saw what they were doing and you took the next step. It's just like it's kind of like. You saw what De Palma and Carpenter and like it was John Bateman that I think did Saturday Night Fever, um, yes. were doing, and you didn't you, you didn't really take an accept you just tried to like combine them but you didn't like completely understand them so therefore that's what you get is like you kind of get this weird product where it's like it's completely it's 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 those it's it's so obviously <laughs> influenced is really charitable, um so very influenced by those uh filmmakers and, the, and like these specific movies um but it doesn't it doesn't work in the same way any of them do because you didn't actually know you didn't completely understand what they did or how they did it you just knew how it looked so therefore you tried to replicate it that way and i was like and that's why you ultimately fail is because like you Made a competently made movie. Like it's like it's not a it's not a bad movie. Again, it's a movie that I don't dislike. I own it. Like I still. I mean, I I watched the DVD. Like for this, um, that I own. But like, um, it's just something where it's like it's just not. It's just not on the level of what they were trying to do. It's like it's like they 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 so fucking were far from like that fucking like target. Like it was just like yeah. it's like they, they, not even just the bullseye. Like they, if they even hit the tree, it was amazing. Like it's just like it's just like they were in the area, but like they did they didn't they were they were out of their depth as far as I can, like as far as I can tell. And again, it's like it's not like that. It's bad. It's just like you were like you aimed really high, and you just did not know how to get there. Like it's just like right. so. It's like you ultimately get something that like it's not bad. It works. It just doesn't work nearly as well as it could if you like were able to pull it off. Right, you
0: know what I'm saying? Because like the three films you you mentioned had three directors with incredible skill: Carpenter with Halloween, uh, Brian De Palma with Carrie, and John Badham with uh, Saturday Night Fever. You know. Um, also, like it's it's like essentially now with the action genre where it's like everybody saw uh born identity and was like oh like the, the shaky cam shit worked there so you know work with us but like you don't realize that um like you know with the the, the born series you know there's a, like even as much as i dislike the shaky cam bullshit there's like a level of skill Crafts. yeah like yeah craft skill i guess you know what i'm saying like well, poor green makes it work for him where it's like everybody's just like Oh uh, well, it worked for him, and it's like, but it doesn't work for you, motherfucker. It yeah, does exactly. not work for you, yeah. and like you could apply the same thing with a lot of with a hell of a lot of slasher movies. That's why, you know, the directors we respect, you know, have we still respect to this day because they knew exactly what the fuck they were doing, you know, like Carpenter, Craven, Hooper. Um, you know, I won't say Romero because Romero never did a slasher movie.
1: Um, I mean. Yeah, all right. I was gonna say dark half kinda, but all right, fair enough. Uh and monkey it, shines kinda a little bit. I mean
0: Yeah, it, yeah. I mean it, it's it's if that's like yeah, with Dark Half and Monkey Shines, if if Romero ever did a slash movie, those would be the closest examples, but you know, w- with Romero, I think uh well, you could also say uh the Father's Day segment of Creep Show is very slasher movie ish. Um so like yeah, those are the, those are the closest he's ever come, but you know, he's never made like a strict slasher like the other three have, like Carpenter, uh Craven and Hooper. Uh and yeah, like like I said, that's the biggest problem with a lot of slasher movies in this, in in the 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 early era like, you know, the 80s, the golden age where it's just like I mean, and it's just a problem with Hollywood in general. Like, people see one movie, made a lot of fucking money, and it was like, well, let's do that. But it's like, the, that movie was successful because it, you know, it, it had a, a a filmmaker behind it who was an expert craftsman and knew exactly what the fuck he was doing. Um, like, like you said, even going before uh, Halloween, Hooper with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, which is considered a proto-slasher, uh bob clark with uh black christmas um what else is there what else am i missing um I, I, I mean that...
1: psycho it kind of all goes all goes back to i mean it's like, yeah. i think it was kind of the, the 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 og i guess well no i guess simply the og og i think it predates it um is peeping tom but yeah. like
0: I, I would even go so far as to go all the way back to the cabinet of dr Caligari.
1: holy so, shit all right fair enough
0: like you know say because if you like you know between the bookends of that uh, of that one is essentially a slasher story, um, but more on that later. Uh, like yeah, it, you know, like like I said, this is well done. Uh, it's effective, but li- like like we've been saying throughout this discussion that it's just we saw what Halloween did and they made a lot of money, so let's try to do the same fucking thing. And oh, uh, we we don't have the gore that Friday the Thirteenth has. But we we do have Jamie Lee Curtis, so there's that, and we do have Jamie Lee Curtis dancing uh, disco, and uh, I mean, and l- let me just say too, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is a- an incredible dancer, you know what I'm saying? Like those dance moves she was doing, like because she said that uh, she kind of did her own dance. like that's essentially the kind of fucking dancing she would do back in the day, like when she would go clubbing. You know, like you know, Dave be in the clubs, like fucking Studio 54 dancing just like that, and it's just like, yeah, baby, go ahead, get it. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you killing it right there. Like the way she's whipping up... the like. I also love that scene where uh, her and her rival, like you know, she's practicing her fucking dance moves to herself and shit, and like she she's whipping it, and like like homegirl is just looking at her like you bitch. You know what I'm saying? And, and they they have like like uh, I I like that scene a lot too because like you know. You you have to like it, it. felt like you have to have that teen drama aspect. Like people complain about teen drama in '90s slasher movies, and it's like, did you not watch the slasher movies before I that? Know.
1: That's actually the <laughs> thing I think would have made the movie better. If like if if they gave me more investment in their characters and their drama, it's just like that's the one thing that kind of bums me out. Is it's like you the, again? It's like it just it's because the lack of tension is definitely a factor in terms of the direction. But also just in terms of the writing level, it's like, again, like, it's just fucking white Canadian people. I can't tell them apart because there's, there's nothing that makes them memorable. Like, I don't, it's like, um, like, um, when I was doing the schlockanaw with Lindsay, it's like the the wants and needs. I was like, that's kind of the thing. It's like, I don't know what any of these people want or need. Like, I was just like, I have no fucking, like, there are a bunch of random ass motherfuckers that, like, happen to be in high school together. With the exception of like the ones that are famous otherwise, and that guy with the van, I don't know who they are because you don't tell me anything about them really. Like it's just like they kind of exist in the most sketchy caricatures you possibly could give me, which is kind of annoyingly cynical when when I think about it now. But like, that's the thing. Is like, I if you gave me more teen drama, I'd be more into it. I think. It's just like that's the, like, I mean, maybe not because I mean I know the remake is more like that, and I, I to this day have never seen it. I have no desire to see it, <laughs> but like I know no, like
0: I, I've seen it. You you really don't need to see it.
1: No, I'm good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are very good. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like you you do not have to see the fucking remake a a prom night. Like uh, I remember discussing that with Larry, and Larry's like, I hate that fucking movie.
1: The only like, reason I wanted to see it at all it's cuz uh I like John Sheck and I actually like him as evil like in The Forsaken. So like I was like, "Oh cool, more villainous John Sheck." But I'm just like, "Eh, I don't get that badly. It's fine."
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's so fucking bland. Like if you thought this was bland, um just that that Prom Night remake. Jesus Christ. Um and, and which is weird too because I like the the the, the, the it, that was directed by the same guy who did the remake of The Stepfather and I don't mind the remake of the stepfather. I mean, it's not the original, but
1: let's... I haven't seen that either. I was just like, I don't necessarily know that I need more of the stepfather. Like I'm good <laughs> with what I have. Yeah. yeah that's,
0: the, that's the one where I'm like, like, even when they made, turned turn the original, uh, into like a franchise where they had like, uh, two sequels to that. And I'm like, why what, what what did we get? What did we not get out of the original that we needed two sequels for?
1: I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen them. So I, I don't know.
0: There's no, there's no, no real reason to, to to watch them. Like I haven't seen part three, but part two was just like, eh, you know, this is
1: fine. No, I've seen the first one a bunch of times. I've never seen the sequels. Yeah,
0: like the the only thing, the good thing to come out of the the part two was that it let, uh, it was directed by Jeff Burr, who went on to do uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre three, and I was like, eh, that was which, fine.
1: I say which we both enjoy, so that's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 was fine. Like that that's the reason that that led to him getting that job. So like that's fine, I guess. But yeah, yeah. There's no real need for. Stepfather, two or three, but like yeah, I did like the the dev director's J. S. Cardone. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Yeah. Oh wait, I think it's the same guy who did the first again, which actually I like.
0: No, 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 no. I think he wrote it. Okay. Uh, it's Nelson McCormick, I believe, is the guy who directed uh the prom night remake as well as the stepfather remake. I believe. I believe. I, I could be confused, but I believe that... No,
1: oh, yes, you're correct. I just Googled it. Yes. It's yeah, yeah. Nelson McCormick. How the fuck do you remember that? I've never even heard of that guy.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, like, it, it's weird the shit I do remember, because it's like, I can't remember a lot of shit, but I remember fucking Nelson McCormick directed Prom Night and Stepfather Remake. But I do like his Stepfather Remake. Um, But his, yeah, his Prom Night Remake is fucking awful. I mean, it's not awful in the sense that it's badly made. It's well made. It's just unnecessary and bland as fuck. Uh but it is it's whatever. Like, yeah, like if you watch these two side by side, this is gonna look like a fucking masterpiece to you. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is gonna look like a fucking masterpiece. But like yeah, like do you know what's another thing I like about this movie though, like I wanted to touch on um I I I like how psychologically damaging this film is when you consider you consider it because like like I said earlier, um one of the, the kids that killed Jamie Lee Curtis' sister years ago is now her boyfriend. And the brother is the killer. And uh brother gets killed at the end by at the hand of Jamie Lee Curtis, and then she discovers you know too late that oh shit, this is my brother, and I've just killed my brother to protect my boyfriend who killed my sister years ago. Which my brother was getting fucking revenge for. Imagine living with that for the rest of your life. My boyfriend killed my sister, and my brother was getting revenge for that act, and I fucking killed him for it.
1: Yes, but I don't need to see the legacy sequel to Proud Night with old lady Jimmy the Curtis living with that. I'm fine. I'm okay without having that film. <laughs>
0: No, like, no, that that that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly like, yeah, we we, 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 we don't need legacy sequels anymore. Um if if uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, 2022 taught us anything, legacy sequels are fucking stupid. Okay,
1: fuck no, no. you. No, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. I'm saying that's the point okay. of like that's the point of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022, which is why like a lot of people were like, oh, like why did you do this? And like, that's the point that the the makers of that movie think legacy sequels are fucking stupid which is why they make a lot of the choices they do like you know what i'm saying especially okay, with Sal. okay fair uh, uh, like like if, if, if you don't take my word for it talk to, to to matt like he feels the same way um which is why he enjoys that one because you know he's he's on agreement with that movie that legacy sequels are fucking stupid like it's almost like the makers of that movie thought that Halloween twenty eighteen was awful, and they wanted to make fun of it, you know. Which and, and it's obvious people missed the point of that, which is why everybody hated uh, uh, Texas uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, like I I hate saying it like that. There's I gotta still be say, a sort of.
1: I just say Texas Chainsaw Massacre twenty eighteen because it was like I was like you know what fuck it they're all gonna use the same thing. they're all gonna be twenty eighteen I don't fucking care when they came out. Halloween 2018, Scream 2018. Who the fuck cares? Wait, wait, what rules are there here? No, fuck you.
0: Well, you with with, with the, 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 the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you basically call it Fuck Halloween 2018 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because that's exactly what it's saying. you know. But yeah, we don't need prom night 2018. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we're perfectly fine. And like, I, I think that ending is you know the lasting effects of it is is quite effective enough you know because that is
1: i will say that is the thing that i now has stuck with me since watching it is i do think the ending is tragic and like yeah. there is weight to it and i'm just like so that's what i'm saying i don't think that they're not skilled in terms of how they're making it i just feel like again it was kind of a thing where it's like it's kind of such a cynical thing But it's just, like, you're just making something without actually giving a shit. Like, you're doing it just in an effort to make, like, the most viable product. And it's, like, the parts of this that work are the parts that are, like, where you actually show directorial, like, flair and ability. I'm like, why weren't you disinvested the whole time? Like, why did you take this job? (laughs) Like, I don't understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know they're in canada so they got slim Pickens. you know what i'm saying i mean that's not entirely fair because uh i believe terror train was also a canadian production they got roger spotswood on it
1: yeah and there's actually a, like there's actually a shitload of like canadian productions that actually are like they're like fairly christ black christmas is a canadian production it's fucking top shelf as fuck
0: yeah that is true uh also um i know you don't feel the same way but uh, my bloody valentine was also a canadian production
1: i mean i'm not Again, I'm not shitting on my buddy Valentine. I'm just saying I'm like I'm not like as into it as other people are. I don't dislike the film.
0: Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. But yeah, like I I I, I thought that because I didn't really realize that until um I want to say my last rewatch, which was maybe earlier this year. Um, where I'm just like, this woman. I mean. In her defense, she knew none of this, because like uh, like I stated earlier, the 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 boyfriend wanted to tell her what happened, he just didn't get the chance, and so she knew nothing about like what really happened to her sister, you know that stuff, and the fact that her brother is getting revenge. But like you know, all that realization hitting you at the same time, like you know, this is supposed to be the time of your life, you know, you're graduating, this is your prom night, you know, you your prom queen. Um, which I, I I did not know that uh, they do rehearsals for that kind of thing. Like I thought you just found out that you were the prom king and queen at the prom. I didn't know that they notified you before that, and you had to. Rehearse. I didn't know that
1: either. I, I didn't go to prom, dude. I I, 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 didn't,
0: I didn't I didn't go to prom either. Um, so I have no fucking idea. Yeah, so like, I was just like, oh, dude. And if I it,
1: did win Prom King, it would be uh, that the high school I was in, it would have been a fucking carry scenario where they would like like to, like, fucking pour pig blood all over fucking me. So, like, you know, I'm good. I'm good at not doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, But, like, yeah, I, I I didn't know that. Like, so it's supposed to be the time of your life. And then fucking all this craziness happens. And then this this killer comes out, tries to kill your boyfriend. So you save your boyfriend. And basically murder this killer. And then you find out the killer is your brother who's trying to get revenge for the murder of your sister, which was committed, in part, by your boyfriend. So imagine imagine the conversation after that all went down. So, motherfucker, you murdered my sister?
1: You know what I'm saying?
0: And I just literally helped murder my brother, you know, to protect you, and you murdered my sister. And he was just getting revenge. So it's like, that's fucked up. Like, you know how psychologically damaging that must be? Like, I can imagine, like, fuck Halloween and shit, uh, her becoming a doomsday person, Laurie and shit. Just imagine how fucking Kim and Prom Night is going to turn out after the end of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the amount of fucking therapy that
1: woman is going to have to endure. You know what I'm saying? After the fucking end of this movie. Like I'm Boobers didn't go to therapy, Rob. Jesus Christ, why well, they fucked us all up. Yeah, that is true.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, I am kind of glad, though, that uh, they didn't, you know, the sequels kind of ignored that and shit, because it's just, it leaves you with that, like, because I've said this before, like, you know, if you're, if you're gonna go grim, just give me grim all the way. Don't try to fucking enlighten me. And And the ending to this is fucking grim. You know, and it's just like, yeah, leave me with that. I don't need to see how you know, she she ended up afterwards and all that shit. It's just like, yeah, this is fucked up. And that's it. That's the end. Bye. Hope you had a good time. <laughs> you know? Uh yeah. Let's see, let's see uh fucking Leslie Nielsen try to fucking fart bag his way out of this shit. <laughs> fart bag. It's a it's a fucking uh um a a great value version of the whoopee cushion, which uh my man Leslie Nielsen was a big fan of, apparently. I wonder if like yeah, cause they said that uh, he would fucking he had a fart machine, uh, on the set of Creep Show, and that he would set it off and shit every time they were about to shoot a scene. George Romero would be about to call action and shit, and fucking uh, Leslie Nielsen would just set the fucking fart machine off and fucking ruin the take. Um, Ted Danson has said, gone on record as saying this and shit, that he would ruin many takes and shit by fucking setting off his fart machine. It's like imagine him trying to. Like you know, they have that real dark and grim ending, and you just hear burn at the end
1: of it because of fucking Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't be entertained. I mean, I can't, I can't argue I would not be entertained. And like, maybe I'd be into it. I can't say. Who can say? I don't know. I don't know I don't know that. I don't have the opportunity to compare and contrast. I don't know.
0: No, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. But yeah, um, obviously. We, we have our issues with Patrick more thoroughly than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I still like this movie a lot. Um, honestly, also I would say that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis looks positively the best in this movie. Then I mean, I know people will probably go to trading places as like you know it, the you know the the Jamie Lee version of Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis they love the most. Uh,
1: I think I would go True Lies if I was going to
0: oh, Yeah, I could see True Lies as well, but honestly, I love Jamie Lee Curtis the most in here. You know, especially when she's, you know, dancing her heart out to a uh, uh, discount version of fake, uh, disco songs, because they couldn't afford to get actual disco songs. So they just made up fake ones that are basically the same, like...
1: Yes, because disco is the same fucking shit! So it doesn't matter if it's a fucking great value version of it, because it's the same fucking thing! Fuck Disco. Sh- Fuck Disco so fucking hard. Fuck the goddamn Bee Gees. Yeah, I said it. Fuck the Bee Gees. Fuck Disco.
0: Okay, I think we're gonna do <laughs> we on because Patrick has obviously lost his mind during this discussion.
1: <laughs> no, I am completely in control of my faculties. Fuck Disco. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I feel great, passionate hatred for Disco and the offshoots of disco that have followed in in the time since.
0: What all what came out from disco?
1: It still exists. Like if you listen to like fucking, if you go into any like, it's the same fucking beat that still has always existed back in the day. It's just now it's being applied to every other fucking genre that you hear any club ever. Where it's just like they fucking just apply it to anything. Like fucking Christ. Like I I'm just gonna stop. I'm just gonna this is, this is gonna derail. So no, never mind.
0: Well, it was uh, Born to Be Alive uh, by Benny, uh, what's his name, Benny Benassi and shit or whatever. Because they're, they're like that is obviously one of the songs that they tried to copy in, in this one, and they couldn't afford that song, so they just made a fake version of it. Uh, I know th- there's a Donna Summer song, I can't remember which one at the moment, uh, which Donna Summer song they fucking rip off in here because they couldn't afford it. So they just made the closest one while trying not to get sued.
1: I was like, you can barely tell the difference because it's the same fucking shit. But yes, <laughs> I
0: get you. I get you. But yeah. Um, I I still you know don't worry, prom night. I still fuck with you. Patrick might not, but I still. Fuck-
1: I, I I'm not like again. I'm not against it again. I own the movie. Like it's like I'm not saying I'm like against it. It's just, like it's fine. It's not something that I'm like. It's a it's a it's a three star film. Like it's just like it's it's fine. Like I'm not like I'm not like. Fuck that movie! If somebody was like, "Hey, you want to put on Night? I wouldn't necessarily argue that much. I would name other things that were better, but if they were like hell-bent Hellbent, I'd be like, "All right, that's fine." Like I have nothing against it. It's just like it's just not. It's it's again. It's just it's like it just it's. I mean, it's just it's just a it's a minor work, if you will. Like it's just like in the, in the like slasher and horror genre, it's just like, it's, it's a minor work that like is. I feel like it did gain a lot by being like mentioned in scream and shit because it led to people like you and me seeing it. And I feel like if it wasn't for that, it would have been one of those movies that kind of like got abandoned by time. That's actually there's speaking of we'll get into it way later, but like 1980, like fade to black, much better movie than this that nobody saw. And I didn't even know it existed until like fucking two years ago. And it's like, but Problem night exists still prom night. Never went away. What the fuck is that shit?
0: Yeah. No, nah, I agree. I agree. We'll we'll definitely get into Fate of Black, but it is a much better movie. With a much better central performance. I will say though that uh uh in in like that time between Halloween and Friday thirteenth, this is much better than the toolbox murders.
1: Probably I can't honestly, I haven't seen the toolbox murders in so long that I have no comparison. Yeah, I, that comparison.
0: Uh, yeah uh, I know a lot of people like Toolbox Murders, but uh, I mean, and it's fine, but like, yeah, this is definitely a much better movie than that. So at least it has that going for it, <laughs> which, is <nice. laughs> which is which is pretty nice. <laughs> but yeah, um, I fuck with you, Prom Night. I fuck with you like Patrick kind of fucks with you. But I still fully fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? So it's all right. It's all good. Okay. It's all good. And obviously Kevin Williamson fucks with you too.
1: <laughs> Kevin Williamson gave you life long beyond your what you deserve. So you know what? Soak that shit up. Soak it in. Drink it in, man. <laughs>
0: absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And now it is time for my pick, which is a movie that probably a lot of people feel the same way about as I feel about Prom Night. Um, but I do not. Um, I genuinely love, to this day, um, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, there is the, Okay, the following things. First of all, it was... My first ever, like, movie that I declared to be my favorite movie. It lasted less than a year. Because because then the next year Jurassic Park came out. That was the end of that. But, for a brief period, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was my favorite movie. Because when I was a child, when this came out, it was like, I mean, I loved, like, the Lost Boys. Like, I loved, like, I, lo- I don't like, um, like, the kind of romantic traditional vampires, like the Anne Rice vampires. I've never really been a fan of that. It's always like, like the... Like, and I, I get that's... If you go back to like Dracula, it's kind of like that's the baseline. It's just that's not my interest. Like I was like, I saw Lost Boys when I was like five and it just imprinted on my brain. Um, and so there was that aspect of it where it's like it played very well to the, the sensibilities that were already kind of ingrained in me. Um, and then on top of that, it was my first ever boy, my boy-girl thing because granted, she has turned out to be horrible now. But when I was nine, I did not know that Christy Swanson would turn out to be uh, a Maga Chud. Um, So when I was nine, um, I was so in love with her based on this film that I did the math in my head for how old I would be and how old she would be by the time that I was like of legal age and we could get married. And not even like, again, not if. Like, it was, like, it was in my brain that we would get married. It was a matter of, it was a waiting game that I had to figure out how long I had to wait until that day. And, like, so, like, that's another thing. It's like, it's why it will always hold a special place in my heart. The other, on top of that, is the movie paved the way for my favorite show of all time, which is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, which is funny, though, because when I first watched the show, I fucking hated it. Cause I saw the first episode and it was so different than the movie that I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is even the point of doing this? If you're going to do something that's so different. It wasn't until, um, it came out in like several reruns and I watched it all at once. And I was like, Oh, this actually is awesome. Uh, that I out way later that, um, Joss, which, okay. I will say many positive things about Joss during the course of this. I am noting that Joss Whedon is not a good human being. I'm just going to say that right now. I am aware of that now. But from, like, when I was at a pretty young age to, like, a couple years ago, like, one of my biggest inspirations was Joss Whedon. So, like, I do have to say various positive things, while noting that, yes, he is not a good person. Um, But I didn't know that when I was taking massive influence from him. Um, But, yeah, so, like, this movie, just on its own merits, though, I still think... For what they, it's not all what Joss intended. Cause it's funny, cause um, I actually had heard something um not too long ago, where um Luke Perry after he uh, passed away, um Joss had posted on Twitter, um for kind of what his original um tone idea was in terms of Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie, um uh, was um uh, when Luke Perry asked him, he was like, "Have you ever seen Near Dark?" And Luke Perry gave him a look of like, how dare you ask me that question? Of course, i am seen New York. And he was like, "That's when I knew we would get along. And I was like, I think that, that if you watch, especially the show, but even if you read like um because I was talking to you before we were um recording about the uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, origin comic book series, um like the, the little mini series they did. Where they took his script and uh, adapted it in the comic form. Um, you can definitely see it would tend to be this much darker thing but the movie that exists i still think is really fun like um i feel like everybody involved had a very it was very different from what joss intended but they all had a very specific idea of what it was and it still pleased to me because it's intended to be a parody like it's 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 it wasn't the the script was not intended as parody, but it was directed as parody, and I feel like it still works because of how self-referential Joss was anyway. Um, because everyone involved like seemed to like have a tongue-in-cheek element to it, which is why you have stuff that like I feel like if you even tried to do like on the show it wouldn't work. Like we were talking about before. Um, the bit with um, Luke Perry and David Arquette when David Arquette has just become a vampire and he's floating outside the window and it's like, I'm hungry, Pike! You're floating! Like, that dialogue, I'm sure, was probably Joss's, but, like, tonally, it doesn't play. Like, I feel like it's, it, whatever, but, like, it, because it, I think that's funny, it's like, as much as Joss has shit on the movie, uh, if you read the comic that goes back to the script and if you read the script, I mean, it definitely mostly his dialogue, and it's mostly his. It's just like they just directed it in a very different way than was intended. But I think everybody involved, from top to bottom, like played it in a way that makes it work for me. Like I would think, um, I almost called him Pee Wee. That'd be that'd be wrong. Uh, Paul Rubens um, is a standout because he like that character. And Lothos, the Rutger Hauer part, are like written as very kind of like, I feel like almost like uh Paul Rubin's character, which has <laughs> you didn't know his name, we're talking about, like, it was like, I don't think they actually say his name in the movie. It's just in the script in the comic, it's Emmeline. Um I think he's supposed to be kind of like a Lost Boys-esque vampire, whereas um Lothos is supposed to be more of like an interview with the vampire, um, like kind of like um. Romantic vampire, gothic vampire, whatever. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of their, like, take on it. And I think that they both play that perfectly. Like, I think that they both 100% understood the assignment. And they fucking played the shit out of it. And, like, um, Christy Swanson, again, weird to say nice things. Because, holy shit, does she suck now. But, um, like, her as Buffy, she does do more acting in this movie than I think that she did in anything ever that she's ever done. And like, I, I, thought think like this is like her main kind of leading role. And she didn't, she took it, she seemed, to, she seemed to take it seriously and she's not like the best actress or anything, but like, she does manage to be funny and she does somewhat manage to like handle the weightier stuff later on. Um, but also, I do feel like that's the other thing, is, like, Paul Rubens and, like, uh, Rutger Hauer, obviously, are veteran actors. And then you have Christy Swanson and Luke Perry and David Arquette, who... And actually, I was going to say, uh, in addition to Rutger Hauer and Paul Rubens, uh, Donald Sutherland, um, who are these veteran actors. And then you have like, these, like, young actors who are, like, kind of playing it more caricature, but it's also, I still think, very good. Like, I was, like, to this day, the other the, the other reason I have that trade I like was talking about was because um, my one of my favorite characters in the entire Buffy mythos, like the entire, like the fucking uh, movie, comics, show, everything, is Pike. And I was always pissed that Pike just only existed in this movie and never again. It was like, even Kyle Reese got to be in the fucking deleted scenes of Terminator 2. Like, Pike just fucking vanished. Like, they never used him in the show, ever. They never used him in the comics, ever, except for one fucking thing where they showed kind of the interim of what happened between the movie and the show um but i think luke Perry as pike is still like a example especially when, like when i was fucking nine of like the definition of fucking cool even the soul patch was fucking cool like i'm not gonna argue like he definitely should have shaved because that man is impossibly pretty um which i did not understand at the time but watching it now that man is impossibly fucking pretty like, holy shit, I completely understand why women went crazy for him in the 90s, because holy shit, that dude's impossibly handsome. Um, but yeah, I think he's fucking great. I think Chrissy Swanson is good for what she, like, is like, what she has, like, what she is capable of. I think she steps to the plate as much as possible. Um, I mean, I do think that, like, the main thing that makes it work, though, is a supporting cast, where you have David Urquette, who I still think is funny, that like, um, I saw, the, I don't know if you saw, there was um, this documentary they did a couple of years ago about David Arquette during his time as a wrestler um, and uh, when he kind of came back. And there's basically talking about, like um, how like Scream kind of like both made and derailed his career because he kind of got typecast. And I was like, to be fair, I'm not saying he can't do other things because the most recent uh, Scream movie, um, he proved beyond a shadow of fucking doubt that he is a very good actor however like if you watch this film in his early work it's not like scream was like this massive like left turn for him as an actor like he 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 had a very silly sensibility and he's very good at it like i think that he's very good in this movie like he's like one of the most memorable parts of this movie it's basically between like him and paul rubens is like the, the, the the kind of the fighting to steal this movie the entire goddamn time they're both fucking great
0: Nah, uh, agreed. I, I definitely agree. Um, I l- really love uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer of the movie. Um, I saw it a numerous amount of times. Because they showed it on HBO all the goddamn time.
1: I saw it in the theater. Like, my mom took me. She was pissed to take me because she did not want to go. But, like, my dad insisted that she take me. And like I, it was yes, it movie fucking. I saw it at the theater and it fucking ruled. Go ahead.
0: No, the, I, I definitely didn't say this. Today. I saw this on HBO a hundred thousand times because they showed this on HBO a hundred thousand times. Um And like, yeah, I watched this shit religiously every time. Oh shit, they show him Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, and and I would watch it and I I loved it. I loved it a lot. Uh, I fucking. Really, just like, I mean, like, I could say, uh it, this was around the time where I was getting into horror, and um, I, I obviously I was into like you know teen movies and all that stuff, and it's basically like fucking almost like John Hughes's Dracula.
1: I mean, fair, but I also I feel like it's kind of like more like weird science Hughes than like. Yeah, proper like it. It wasn't like teen drama. He used it was teen comedy. He used, but yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 could definitely say that. You know, uh, weird weird science meets Dracula kind of thing. Uh, and yeah, I I, I I fucking love this movie to death. It, you know, I watch this so many times. like like I said, every time it came on HBO, like oh shit, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is playing. I gotta watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And like you. I had a massive crush on Christy Swanson. Um, uh, I loved her. Oh, from... no no no.
1: It was not a crush. In my heart I was betrothed to Christy Swanson. Like it, it was like I was just waiting for my opportunity to marry that woman. And I'm s i am mean like I'm not sad now that I dug an opportunity, but I was sad for several years.
0: No, I feel you. I feel you. Um like when you were saying that uh, you you would just uh, did the math on the on the days when you'd be old enough to marry her. Like I I felt the same way, not of Christy Swanson, but of Jennifer Lopez. Um, like after like Anaconda and Selena, like that that was my thing. It was just like I'm gonna marry Jennifer Lopez one day, and uh, now she's married to Ben Affleck, who appears in this film. Um,
1: I genuinely forgot about that, but yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, obviously, you know, you know, you're not paying attention to it, you know, because who the fuck is Ben Affleck at the time you're watching this movie? But it is fun. In hindsight, to go back and like, oh, shit, that's right. Ben Affleck is in this movie for like five seconds, um, and 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 that great scene during the, during the basketball game um, when uh, Brady Sasha from Hollywood. Sasha Jensen? Yes, uh, I was going to say <laughs> no, Brady. No, no, from... no, no!
1: I knew you were going to say it. I will not allow that because he is <laughs> goddamn. He's in more. He's more than that. He is in Days Confused. He is in fucking the the great classic Grind. So no, he is more than just that. Is he in Grind? He is. He is in the beginning and the end of Grand.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, like, yeah, I. I, He is the skate shop owner. I admittedly only seen Dazed and Confused, like, a few years ago for the first time. Um, And and I loved it. I loved it. But uh, I I primarily remember him from this, but most importantly, um, Halloween 4. So that's why he's always Brady from Halloween 4. But, like, yes. He
1: is uh, Sasha goddamn Jensen. You put some respect on that man's name.
0: And he's fucking great in in here. He's fucking great in a movie. Like, um...
1: Just listen to my favorite. Like, it's like, now I'm a god. It's one of the best fucking <laughs> line <laughs> readings ever. With big fake vampire teeth in <laughs> that are clearly <laughs> affecting his speech.
0: Right, like, where she's trying to convince him. Like, 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 like hey, you remember me? Uh, I'm Buffy. You know, remember we had that party and you drank all the blueberry schnapps? You know, you were my friend. Now I'm a god. <laughs> you know say he's fucking great. Like you know, say like I always I always love Shasha Jensen as an actor. Um, and like yeah, he's great in it. And like his scene with Affleck, where like you know, he has like what vampire breath. And he's like and Affleck is just like you know because he's on the rival team, the basketball team. Um, just, just 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 take it, man. Just, just just take it. You know what I'm saying? The ball. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and like, yeah, like I, like like you said, I mean, I admittedly was a fan of 90210. Um my my sister was a huge fan of the show, so I would watch it with her, you know what I'm saying? Because she would take over the TV to watch 90210. So like I was very aware of like the popularity of Luke Perry.
1: Um, I mean, I was aware of it. I just didn't like. I didn't watch it. Like, I don't. I mean, I. It's not that like I was better than it. I just feel like I don't. I don't. I don't think anyone. I don't know. I just never watched it. Like, I have nothing against it, but like, I I, I was aware of its popularity, and I was aware of Luke Perry's popularity. But the only thing I knew him from was Buffy the Vampire Slayer for like a long time.
0: Yeah, like this was this this came out around the same time with like all all the teen actors from. 90210 were, like getting into movies cuz this was also around the same time where Jason Priestley was in uh what was it Calendar Girl um,
1: I have no recollection of that but I have no reason not to believe you
0: No like like and the funny thing too is I remember watching that movie specifically because uh Jason Priestley was in it and he's like barely a factor in the movie but it was promoted like oh, like Jason Priestley in this movie and he's like he's like fucking barely just like uh, like a, a relevant point in the movie it's just marketed in the fact that he was in it, um, but like unlike that, Jason Priestley, um, Jason Priestley, uh, Luke Perry is an important part of uh, Buffy, you know, like where he's like one of the one of the mains, and he yeah he's fucking like he's fucking great in, in the film. God rest his soul, um, Luke Perry, because because he was fucking great actor and he was great in this movie. Like, he has great comedic sensibilities in the movie. Like, I remember, uh, like, he's helping Buffy kill vampires. Um, And, 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 like, it's funny, too, because I I remember, like, the fact that, you know, you you stab with a stake through the vampire's heart, but they never actually do stab the vampire. They stab him in the, they always stab the vampires in the middle of the chest. And I was like, that's not where the fucking heart is. Yes, it is.
1: People don't know that. People think it's on the right side. It's not. It's right in the center of your fucking chest. Really? Yeah. It's a real thing.
0: Wow. I did not know that.
1: Yeah. I always it thought it
0: legit. was. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's some school. Like, yeah, you put your hand over your heart to, to say the pledge of allegiance in school. You know, and like, I'm always like on this shit on like the fucking side, and, and it's like, oh, well, okay, uh, well. You learn something new every day when you're talking during the discussion of fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> excuse, excuse the hell out of me.
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, like no, I really did. Lo- I really did love it. You know what I'm saying? Um, like you said. Uh, it it's really is a fucking bummer how awful Chrissy Swanson has become in these later years because I remember having such a massive crush on her. Not just from Buffy, but like when she was in uh, The Chase with Charlie Sheen. Yep. Which I fucking love. I love that movie. uh That's another one that they showed all the goddamn time on HBO and I watched every time it came on. Uh,
1: Hot Shot. I like well. that for two reasons. First reason being I mean, it was a cool movie second reason inexplicably i had no idea why to this day epitaph records like the biggest punk label of all time was for whatever reason in charge of the soundtrack so like the soundtrack to the movie fucking rules but go ahead
0: i i i spent a while since i've seen it so i don't even remember I, I just remember that movie being awesome and fucking... Yeah, I don't happy. know there's
1: another mainstream movie that has fucking, like, no effects and ranted on the fucking soundtrack. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh...
0: I, I remember that. Like, I, I still quote The Chase to this day. Um, there's there's a moment in there where, uh... They have Henry Rollins... In I was there. gonna one say, that's the other
1: co- thing. Is that Henry Rollins is fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, he plays one of the cops, and, like, they're being tailed by, like, uh... Uh, uh, camera crew from cops, and uh, one of them like has to change like one of the the, the cameraman has to change the battery on the mics because it's dying, and he does it while they're in pursuit, and and the fucking like hey what are you doing? And the fucking producer tells the cameraman sit down you stupid little nothing, <laughs> and it's like,
1: well, like yeah like
0: yeah, and of course going back to a uh, deadly friend. I knew uh, you were going to mention Deadly Friend, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, it, it is It is widely known I'm a huge fan of Deadly Friend. Um, and she, and she's amazing in that. And, of course, uh, a movie that I'm not really a big fan of because I'm just disturbed by, like, the, the nature of it all, but The Flowers in the Attic.
1: Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's
0: fair. The, the, that movie, like, I, yeah, I... I, I I've watched it once and I choose never to watch it again because I just find it fucking disturbing. I know yeah, the I book saying, is even worse.
1: I saw it in the uh, APIX when I was a kid, but I don't remember it super well.
0: <laughs> right, right, yeah. Like, I, I know, I've been told the book is even worse than the movie and the movie's just fucking like, yeah, I'm, I'm good watching this once and never again. Um, but yeah, uh, uh Deadly Friend, uh, her iconic appearance in uh, Ferris Bueller, um, the chase uh hot shots uh you know which she's not a major part of but uh she is great when she does show up in it but particularly buffy um and and, and i think she's she, she's great uh donald sutherland is, is great also uh i know him and joss did not yeah. get along but joss particularly hated uh sutherland because sutherland just was like obviously doing it for the check and it was like, did not give a shit about the script. Like, I don't even fucking care. Joss was like, Oh, you know what I'm saying? He's not paying respect to my script. And, and I feel like that was a problem he had because he had the same, uh, problem with, um, uh, alien resurrection. Where it's just like his, he, 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 he admitted that he wrote the script one particular way and they fucking just did whatever with it.
1: Yeah. Um, I like his quote was, he was just like, People assume because I have such problems with it that they, they, they changed my script and he's like it's if you look at that movie, everything in one way or another goes back to the script that I wrote, it's just that they did it wrong. <laughs> they were like they directed <laughs> it wrong, they art directed it wrong, like they like they cast it wrong, they were like cross the board, everything was just wrong
0: right, right, yeah, yeah, um <clears throat> but and obviously, you know he had the same problem here. But I, I think it's fine for exactly what they did. You know, obviously, uh, the show was a better representation of what he was intended for uh, the, the the character of Buffy. And it obviously, um, a, as Patrick knows, as he wipes his nose, because uh, he's obviously... Thank you for got, sharing that. <laughs> he's got the boogies.
1: <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but like, uh, I mean this i i'm going to note this uh i'm more knowledgeable of the film than i am the show i've seen i would say four or five episodes of the show in total um i've seen the pilot and maybe episode here and there but i never actually watched the show i remember this was the funniest shit uh i did a converse i had a discussion with uh our buddy Mike Scott um, from Action for Everyone. Um, and he... I, f- I forgot what discussion we were having. And he was making a point and he brought up Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, the show. And he's like, oh, you ever watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? And I just went, no. And you could literally hear him go, <sighs> <sighs> "Like, Because now he's asking." cuz now he has to explain his point but it's also like it's just like you poor sad pathetic man the you do not watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I'm like I'm sorry I'm sorry I didn't I did I did not watch the show I, I was not into I mean I I mean Buffy the Vampire Slayer as a show is very much my shit I just didn't watch it uh I had other things on my mind as well as uh, Angel uh I've seen Last like
1: thing, I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of Angel uh the show um which is funny because people are like shocked like by um how much of I love Joss Whedon. People um like assume because of how much I love Buffy and how much I like loved Joss for so long, that like uh, I love Angel too, and I don't really like I don't dislike it. Um and you'd think you would be up my alley because it's like it's like it's vampires and it's noir. So like it's something that I would be really into. I don't I don't dislike it, but it's something that I'm super into. And like uh but the show originally i did feel the same way as you but as i said like um back in the day um the before it was cw uh wb um because they didn't have a lot of programming would just kind of show the entire season in the summer um and so i ended up watching all of the first season of buffy like that summer and i was like oh this is actually fucking awesome like i was just like i just didn't realize it was awesome beforehand um but once i got into it it is fucking great. Like, I do think, like, if you watch it, you'd probably enjoy it. But, um... Cause it's my favorite show of all time. Like, by far. Like, there's just nothing that fucking touches it. But, like, it's the movie is its own beast. Like, completely and totally. Um I do think Joss definitely, like, is enough of a control freak that that's... I feel like... Um... Because the way he said about the, the Sutherland things, like you mentioned, like, rereading, like, the script-slash-comic... Like, he didn't change that much of the dialogue. There's, like, things here and there, but he's just, like, he didn't, it doesn't even make any sense. And I was, like, still fucking makes sense, bro. Like, I'm just, like, I don't understand your fucking problem. Like, you just, just admit you're a control freak. It's fine. Like, Jesus Christ.
0: No, nah, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Um, yeah. Uh, I remember saying that to you, uh, uh about, like, how I'm more familiar with, Buffy the movie than I am Buffy the show, and I've only seen like a couple episodes of the show. And you and Chris were just like, like almost like I stabbed you guys in the fucking heart when I said that. (laughs) And I was like, like I was Buffy, and you were the vampires, and I stabbed, I staked you (laughs) guys, I staked you guys in the fucking heart, and just like, you know. But here's the thing, like, like like
1: Spike a lot. So actually, that would that would be accurate.
0: (laughs) Here's the thing. Even with all that being said, about how I'm more familiar with the movie than the show, like, and uh, understanding that, you know, Chrissy Swanson is the original Buffy, I do acknowledge that Sarah Michelle Giller is Buffy. Like, Chrissy Swanson played Buffy, but Sarah Michelle Giller is Buffy. You know, it's like, like yeah it,
1: that's a fair distinction.
0: Even I'm knowledgeable of that. You know what I mean, you know what I'm saying like I, I I have to acknowledge that, you know, she is the quintessential Buffy, you know what I'm saying regardless of who played her before. Um thankfully nobody has played her after
1: They tried I, at one point, but yeah, did, it is. Yeah, they? They, tr- they they were trying to do a remake at one point, but Joss was so like publicly shitting on it and Sarah Michelle Gellar as well, they kind of like quietly were like, <laughs> never mind, <laughs> like, we'll leave that IP alone, <laughs> like, that one can go away.
0: No, nah, I feel that, I feel that. And of course, you know, now that we've discovered that Joss Whedon is a terrible, terrible human being, I think that property is dead, it, especially you know, with the fact that Sam Michelle giller has publicly stated that she is never doing anything Joss Whedon related again.
1: Well, yeah, her quote was that um, she was very proud to be associated with Buffy for the rest of her life, but she doesn't she's more than happy to not be associated with Joss Whedon ever again. And I'm just like, fair enough. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, very, very, very fair. Very fair. Um, yeah, but like, I, I, I understand that that show would be very much my shit. Like, even the fact that I'm probably like, it's one of those things it's like Supernatural. Where I want to get into Supernatural, but that show was like, how long is Supernatural? Like Supernatural
1: fucking, was fifteen years.
0: Yeah, like fifteen years long. Was 15. Buffy's only
1: seven. I mean Buffy. I mean, if you don't count the comics, they they kept going. Like there was a season eight comic, a season nine comic, a season ten comic. But like, as far as the actual show, there's only seven seasons.
0: Yeah, it's like the same thing they did with Smallville, where it's like they did ten seasons of Smallville, and then they continued on with the the comic, uh, because I would go into the comic shop and I would see. To like, be fair, it, that's
1: called Superman. You you're describing as a Superman comic.
0: <laughs> uh, exactly. Like with Smallville, I don't know why. When because in in the, the show, he he moves to Metropolis, and I'm like, why the fuck didn't you just call him Metropolis? Because he's no longer in Smallville. You know, uh, it's, it's basically Metropolis now. You
1: know, uh, branding, why the fuck? Rob, branding is important.
0: Right. Like yeah, no, it it, it makes sense. But like, yeah, it's just fucking. I feel like it's just too much to get into now. Like, I mean,
1: I don't think so. Just because by virtue of the fact that, like, again, it's like, I mean, this is seven seasons. Breaking Bad is five, I think. And you were about to rewatch Breaking Bad just now. Like, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) I tried, but I hit a point. I I hit a point of Breaking Bad. Was like, yeah, I'm not doing this.
1: No, Uh, I know. I'm just saying. Like, it's like if you could compare, if you could. Commits to rewatching five seasons of the show you've already seen. You can watch goddamn seven goddamn seasons of Buffy. Goddamn it! Uh,
0: yeah, uh, I, I get. Um, I've also tried to um, take on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, which is like what seven, eight seasons.
1: I have no idea. I've only watched the first <laughs> couple.
0: Yeah, like I, I did, and then they fucking took it off Hulu and just moved it to Peacock. Uh, the entirety of the series and shit. But now I have Peacock and shit, so I can watch Halloween Ends over and over and over again. Until <laughs> <laughs> and, and so they remove it. Uh, uh, but, like, you know, when they do, I was like, ah, I guess I could take on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine again. But shit, like, yeah, like, it's like, I, I have a problem with fucking taking on shows like that. Because, um, you know, as I told you, I famously give up on shows because I don't like adhering to a schedule, you know, coming back every week. The fucking, well, yes, uh, I
1: mean, but Buffy's been off the air for several years, so it won't be, that, that won't be a concern.
0: Yeah, but there's fucking seven seasons, and every season is like what twenty something episodes. So I'm like, I'm just, I gotta sit there. Well, the there first season is
1: like... shorter. I can't remember. I think that's the only one that's shorter, though. I think it's just the first season that's shorter. Yeah, I would say the first season is like thirteen episodes because it was like a mid-season thing, and then it was just like it was successful. So then it was like the whatever. But I do think, as a whole, like the show lends itself to that format. Um, just by virtue of the fact that, like, it's very much based in, like, comic books. Um, so it, that's especially why when they started doing comic books, it lent itself really well to that format. Because it's, like, that's kind of what it is. Like, it's very much, like, if you really break it down, what Buffy really is, it's, like, Spider-Man. Like, it's basically, like, the person who has, like... These powers, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, and she has a regular life that she's trying to enjoy and be like everybody else, but she can't because she has this huge responsibility to kill the vampires. So it's like, if you really break it down, that's what it is. It's just Spider Man. Like, like, if you really break it and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, but because Joss is very publicly a comic book fan, like he wrote X Men for a while, which is one of my favorite X Men runs ever. So, like, I'm in mean, no way, it's not an insult to him. I'm just saying that if you really break it down, that's what is it's a superhero story it's basically just taking spider-man and i mean obviously changing the gender and changing like what the villain classification is but otherwise it's the same general idea
0: nah yeah i feel that i feel that um but going back to the movie for a second uh, yes like yeah like it, it was one of those movies that, like i i would guess say seminal from my childhood like in my development of, of as a horror fan, you know, me coming, you know, to terms with my my horror fandom, I guess, as you will. And it's like it's not particularly scary. It's not scary at all. Um, it's like like you said, it's more like par- parody than anything else. Especially with the presence of Paul Rubens, because he really goes for the laughs in it. Yeah. Like his death scene, which apparently film... was
1: completely improvised by him, and I was like, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> oh, that makes complete sense because you could see. Christy Swanson like is trying her best not to lose it like when he drops down and then he goes ah, ah. like she wants to laugh so bad like you you could see her like trying to desperately not crack a smile and like almost failing completely cuz she wants to laugh and but like and he just keep like when he goes off into the corner ah, and he starts kicking the kicking of the fucking wall
1: is, that
0: is the best part, yes. It's is the funny... Eh, 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 eh. It's like, dude, you fucking... You, 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 you're fucking killing it here. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're really fucking... You know, and I know, like, they're, they're not trying to be serious here, but that scene is fucking... Like, even to the point where uh, Rutger Hauer as Lotho shows up um, and, like, paul rubens thinks like oh he's gonna save me like while he's playing the violin and he's just yeah. like no <laughs> like, you're fucked dude you know what i'm saying you you've been annoying me this whole goddamn movie and shit so you're fucked you know what i'm saying and then i she... will
1: say paul rubens does read Josh's dialogue really well um because like i feel like that line of like you ruined my new jacket Kill him a lot. That I love that very, line. <laughs> that's a very Joss line.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, he delivers that line so perfectly too. <laughs> no, there, there is there there is uh really great joss lines when uh Pike kills one of the vampires. Oh like when he kills uh Sasha Jensen. He's like now I'm a god and he stabs him now. You're a coat rack. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that line, too.
1: Um, what is it, funny, though, because, like, um, some of the lines that, like, um, are very, like, misogynist, I was just like, I get It's OK. It's weird because, like, it now kind of calls learning what I now know about him. It kind of calls everything back into question because, like, reading it now, I'm like. Oh Jesus! But like at the time, I was like, "Oh, he's subverting that," where he's just like he's making these douchebags with this like dialogue where it's like, "Can I borrow her?" and like whatever. Um, I was like, "Oh, he's just like doing it." So it's like that's like enhanced like the whole feminist um, journey that Buffy is on. But now knowing what I know about Joss, I'm like, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to think about what he thinks about women. I don't. I just. I was. I always want to not be a part of this. That's that's what I want to not do. Look. <laughs>
0: No, nah, I feel that. I feel that. Like, yeah. It's just, you know, like, even we were talking about Justice League and like particularly the whole scene with uh, Flash folding Wonder Woman's boobs. It's just like, oh. Like, you know, now knowing what we know about and it's like, oh, dude. You know, it's like. And
1: he stole his own joke from fucking Age of Ultron, which is just hacky. But, like, whatever.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That joke was in. Age of Ultron, like, like, yeah, like, how do you steal a misogynistic joke from you yourself? Mis- <laughs> right, right. You, you make a misogynistic joke and then you steal it, and it's like <laughs> it wasn't funny the first time, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But oh god, um, it is what it is. Uh, as you know, it, it, here's the thing: we, we, like, like you said, we know. As we know now, Joss Whedon is a terrible human being, and fuck him into the sun. But, uh, I mean, it's it's hard to, like, let go of, like, these films that—or these, these, these projects that he oh, was Oh, I on. won't.
1: No, yeah. I mean, I, I still feel he's—he's still—his work is still possibly important to me. It's yeah. like, him, me, piece of shit, will not take that away from me. Like, I don't—I'm not going to say I don't care, because I do care. But, like, in the end, it's also, it wasn't just him. Like, it's like, I mean, yes, this was his script, but, like, it was directed by somebody else. It was acted by different people, like, whatever. And even the show, like, it was, he was a showrunner, but there were a shitload of other writers, like Jane Benson and, like, brilliant fucking writers, Marty Noxon. Um, and it was being brought to life by really good actors. So it's like... I'm not going to give him all the credit anyway. He's like, I'm not going to like let him be a piece of shit taken away from me because right. like it wasn't just him in the first fucking place.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. It's like, you know, also, you know, to acknowledge the fact that he was a big part of why something like, you know, speed was, um, great film as it is. Cause you know, uh, uh Graham Yost is the credited writer, but he, Graham Yost himself acknowledges that Joss Whedon came in, and rewrote the script, you know, did, uh, was a script doctor on it and basically fixed a lot of the problems that that film had. And it's like, you know, uh, uh, yeah, Joss is a piece of shit, but he, he made speed, you know, yeah,
1: basically. He's, he's fucking brilliant. He's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He's a, he's a brilliant asshole. Plus, I will say, um, as far as the actors go, um, it was funny because I was thinking about it and I didn't, it didn't even occur to me because, like, that same documentary, um, they had the bit where um, David Arquette legitimately almost died um, in a death match with uh, Nick Gage, which uh, he did anything about wrestling. Yeah, that's, 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 that's something that can happen. Um, yeah.
0: I know Nick Gage and like, yeah, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> Nick <dude>. fucking
1: Gage. <laughs> um, but uh, MDK all day. Um, but uh, like uh, the guy who drove him to the hospital was Luke Perry. And at first I was like, why the fuck is Luke Perry driving in the hospital? And I was just like, Oh, because they met on this movie, and they apparently maintained a friendship for like decades afterwards. So good for those dudes. Like at the very least, whatever you think of this movie, apparently left to a decades-long friendship for these two men. So at the very least, that's something. That's that's important. That means something.
0: No, that is true because they and, and it makes sense because they they had a great chemistry between the two of them. Yep. Like you know that scene where he's floating outside his window is is one of the highlights for me. Like oh, sure, so one me too. Yeah, it's one of the scenes I never forget from this movie. And it's like, uh, let me in, Pike. I'm hungry. Go home, Ben. But I'm (laughs) hungry. You're floating. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they're they're fucking great together. So it it makes sense that, you know, uh, they became great friends on the set of this. And they stayed friends for, you know, the remainder uh, of Luke Perry's life. You know what I'm saying? Which Which is sad to, you know. Think of Luke Perry in past tense. You yeah, know what I mean, you know it is, but you know, at least we, we have this work to fondly remember him by. You know what I'm saying?
1: And he he lives on in Jungle Boy, his son, who works in AEW, who is a he's a fantastic wrestler in and of himself. Like he's he's like, he's a great he's a great little fella. Really? yep Jungle Boy. I, I I did not know that. Yep, Jack Perry. Wow.
0: Um, like I know he was what fucking show was he on? Was it Riverdale?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: but, yeah. Because, because I remember, like when he unfortunately passed, like people were like, "Oh my God, the Luke Perry, the guy from Riverdale, passed away." And I'm like, "Do you not know fucking Luke Perry? Like, you know, fucking nine hundred two one zero Buffy the Vampire." It was
1: children, Rob. It was children. Stop yelling at the children.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, uh, it, they just want
1: to watch their Archie show. It's let let them let them have it. Let uh, is them it be. me?
0: Right, is it me? No, it is the children who are out of touch <laughs> I, as a, I am Skinner at this point, <laughs> yeah, like uh, i I still fucking love this movie, you know what I'm saying like, um, I'm eventually gonna have to just take in the entirety of the show one of these days, but um, I you know, I remember like feeling inadequate, but like, you know, not feeling a big part of the buffy fandom because you know my lack of taking in the show and it was like and you were you were like no no you're fine you, you watch the movie and that counts you know what i'm saying so i was just like okay but i still gotta watch the fucking i the, the entirety of the show you know, soon um but uh like yeah the, the movie still holds a special place in my heart you know what i'm saying because
1: oh, yeah like, it'll always hold special place in my heart yeah
0: yeah like it's it's fucking great um it's really it's really goddamn funny uh, and, and, you know, like I said, it was a big part of my development as a horror fan, and, you know, l- looking back on it, I'm just like, eh, you know, you weren't, you know, like, there were better vampire movies, but, um, you got me there, you know, you, like, I mean, it, I already had seen the Lost Boys by that point, so it's like, I was already inducted in vampire lore, but, like, you know, I went on from that to, like, dracula uh you know and near dark and all that stuff and it's just like yeah you know buffy helped me get there uh you know so i'm entirely grateful for uh buffy as a uh you know as a movie for for getting me into like you know vampire stuff
1: no yeah i mean that's the thing is like it's definitely i i completely understand the problems that people have even the people that aren't like Like, taking it from, like, they're a fan of the show and, like, whatever. Um, I get, like, because it was critically not well-received. And I completely get it, but I just don't share that because I'm just, like, I don't know. For me, I think that they 100% made the movie they wanted to make. It wasn't the movie at all that Joss wanted them to make. Um, But, like, they were trying to make a, like, postmodern, like, parody of vampire movies And of the movies that are, like, parody movies, I would put this towards the top of the pile. Like, it's, like, it's one of the ones that I like the most, like, to this day. Like, I think it manages to, like, send up vampires without actually, like, mocking them, per se. Like, it doesn't, like, make them—like, they still feel threatening, like, in the movie— like they don't like it's not like they're like made out to be like and like 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 lame or like whatever it's like they're made to be like whatever it's just like it's ultimately about her but the re like the way it kind of makes that statement is by making them strong like by making the vampires stronger characters because they make them as basically like with the exception of maybe Steven Root's character, I feel like every Jude movie is kind of misogynist on some level or another. Um, which I think was the point. I'm guessing, or maybe that's just I don't I don't want to think about it. Um but uh, <laughs> um <laughs> I feel like, okay. If I'm being entirely honest, um, a big part of the reason I identified as a feminist for a first time, and I, mean, I still do, but like the reason I like uh, like, learned where that word even was, was because of Joss. Um And Greg said just because it turned out that he was a fake feminist, um, doesn't make where I landed, like, any less true. Like, I feel like he, just because he's a piece of shit, doesn't mean that I, what I learned or what I gleaned was incorrect. Like, I do think, again, like, the movie and the show um, both are really interesting... Like, on that level of just sort of, like, taking, like, subverting. Because the whole point was, like, the, the whole reason he created the character of Buffy and, like, made this whole thing was um there was the blonde girl in every horror movie that would walk down the alley and promptly be murdered. And he felt, he started to feel bad for that character. So, therefore, he wanted to, like, empower her and make her, like, what she, like, became. Obviously, would be Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, plus, the title is in, in of itself is a joke. Like it's it's Buffy the Vampire. Like if you think about it, it's stupid. But it's because it's become so revered in pop culture, you don't think about it as being stupid because it's like the character is so important that you're right. like you don't think about it in a shitty way. But like the on a specific level, it's intended as a joke. Um, but yeah, I mean, for for what this movie is, like I still think it's awesome. Like it's just like it's not like fucking Shakespeare, it's not fucking Pulp Fiction, but like it's fucking like for what it is, it's awesome. Like it's just like for like making a postmodern vampire parody in the nineties, I don't know what else. I mean I feel like people other people did try, and I don't want to like shit on other movies. Um, but I don't think they were as successful. So yeah, so like for me, I still will always have affection for Buffy in every form, including this movie. And so, like, I... Yeah, no, I think everybody top to bottom is great in it, even though he hates Donald Sutherland. I think Donald Sutherland's great in the movie. Um, I think is great in the movie. I think Theodore Catch great in the movie. I think top to bottom... Christ, Hillary Swank is in the fu- like, in the fucking movie. Like, she won a goddamn Oscar. I'm just pointing that out. Um,
0: Two Oscars.
1: Yeah, fair. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I... Yeah, no, I have nothing really... Like, I... I I mean, yeah, there's negative things you could say, but I don't, I don't feel that. Like, it's like, I know that it exists, but I don't feel it. Because to me, it just, it holds a very special place. Not even just like a horror fan, just like for me as a human. Like, it's just like, again, like, I learned what feminism was to the Buffy. So like, it means something to me. Like, I love vampires, and you gave me this really cool vampire movie that meant, so much to me at that age that it was my first favorite movie ever so it's like to me it will always hold a really special reverent place regardless of how ridiculous that might sound to other people i think it's awesome i think it's very important um and people can feel how they want but i think it's fucking great
0: agreed very much agree
1: and on that note that
0: will do it for this uh episode of Chainsaws and Clothes we thank you for joining us we hope you enjoyed uh find us on at Twitter at Chainsaws Clothes uh Instagram same thing Chainsaws Kinda.
1: Clothes yeah yeah
0: <laughs> uh as well as uh TikTok uh, um Patrick has set us a, a lovely I'll TikTok say.
1: The Instagram and TikTok, please don't go to you yet because I'm working on it. I'm just not there yet.
0: <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all Unless good, you're
1: hearing the- this way later, in which case, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But uh, uh, we're set up for those. Uh, Twitter. Um, you can find us on all the major uh, podcast uh, outlets: Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher. You know, whatever you listen to podcasts, we're there at this point. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and we will catch you next time.